Breathing Space Fade and Frontier contains adult language and situations, including alcohol use and romantic relationships. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes. I ain't got no home to go to, I ain't got nothing to sell, but my stars will never leave me, even when I'm sold to hell. I was born under a blue sky, and I'll die out in the black. When I'm gone, don't no one mourn me, cause my debts will drag me Mr. Adara? Over here. Perfect. Are they still moored? Oh, yes, they are. We haven't officially met. I'm- I know who you are, Taurus Anchis. Doctoral candidate at Tycho U. Two masters from GGU. Solar systems expert in the peregrination. Yada yada. The captains. Will they meet with me? I left messages with all five ships stating your request. No word yet. Is that normal? For the peregrination? Yes. If they answer at all, they won't be in a hurry. Is there anything we can do to make the meeting more likely? Honestly, no. Push them and they'll just ignore you. Vista Unlimited needs. I need this to happen, Tora. Well, if I could force an audience with the peregrination, I'd have had my doctorate two years ago. (sighs) Is there a bar on this station? Let's get a drink while you brief me. If you don't mind my asking, Mr. Otterow, what is this urgent meeting all about? If I knew what was going on, I think I could better inform- We want to hire them. These peregrination ships? Why do you- No. The whole lot of them. Every peri ship that will sign on. Freight runs from Mars and Luna to Callisto. Gigatons of cargo. Okay. That might be a big ask. Vista Unlimited is quite capable of affording it. Not that. It's against their law. Nonsense. Miss, over here. Welcome to Raven Station. What can I get for you two? Fool's Gambetta, double, and whatever she wants. Uh, do you have Old Crow? Out here? No, hun. Just beer. Any beer. You want to drink it or chew it? Drink it. Coming right up. So, what's this nonsense about the law? We can hire whomever we want, last I checked. That's not the problem. The Peregrination have their own laws, and one of those is that they never come into the inner solar system. I was told that shouldn't be a problem anymore. In theory, maybe, but not yet. Here y'all go. A double of fool's better for the gentleman, and a pouch of puller for the pretty lady. Thanks. Excellent. That's for you. Well, thank you, sir. Y'all let me know if you need anything else. All right. Let's assume we get the meeting. What will I need to know to get what Vista Unlimited wants? Peregrination law will be a stumbling block, but it can change. Maybe even soon. There's an all thing coming up in a few weeks. All thing? It's... well... I'm sorry, but I need to know how much context to give you. Did you read the briefing material I sent your office? A summarized version. Then we'll get to your question in a minute. Here's the briefing from the beginning. The Peregrination is a simultaneously anarchic and strongly collectivist group. They're idiosyncratic and downright paranoid. Probably the largest isolated population of people in the solar system. Miss Zonchis, I know. No, 
Sorry, you hired me as an expert, so you get the expert's lecture now. The Peregrination are a beautiful mystery. I've been trying to compile information on them for four years, and I don't think I've scratched the surface. We don't have hard numbers for their population, but put them all together and it's probably only a decent-sized town, not a whole city. They're spread out, though. Always in ships. No settlements, no stations, no central authority. Each ship is a little microcosm nation unto itself. Completely sovereign. But all those little microcosms are undying loyal to one another. They don't mix with outsiders. Regular people don't like them, and they don't trust us. But they're full of captivating contradictions, like they refuse to get involved in inner or outer affairs, don't give a crap about what happens to outsiders. Unless you're on a ship in trouble, throw out a distress signal in the middle of nowhere, and they burn like mad to come to the rescue. But they do have a lot of ships. Yep. Although we can't be sure how many, exactly. They turn off their transponders out in the void to keep off the map. By collating data from ports, I know they definitely have the largest fleet by number in the solar system. Mostly freighters. Free traders, they call them. They don't stick to regular routes. They go all over the outer worlds. But I'm sure I'm missing some number of them. Ones that either never come to port or do so under false documents. Why do they outlaw coming into the inner planets? Old wounds, which they take pretty seriously. Do you know about the Neptune Mining Corp disaster? Doesn't ring a bell. Eighty years ago, there was an attempt to build a gas mine on Neptune. Didn't go well. Some sort of disaster. A bunch of people disobeyed orders to go to try to save people, and really pissed off the governments of both Earth and Mars in the process. Called it desertion and theft. They then issued warrants across the board. The rescue fleet fled the warrants and became what we today call the Peregrination. They stayed well away to protect their people from arrest. They see the whole thing as a betrayal and a persecution. But it's been eight decades. It's essentially their foundation myth. It's the story they tell about themselves to say who they are. Principled in the face of callousness and too stubborn to die. But you're in luck. The last subject of an outstanding warrant, aged 106, died recently. We only know that because they sent Earth a pissy note about it. So... With that legal loose end gone, you might be able to convince them to change their law. You said they were anarchic, with no leader. How do they make or change law? All the ships have agreed to abide by a set of edicts. They call it the law they carry with them, because its jurisdiction is personal, not by place. I don't know how it started, but they updated at what they call the All Thing. Anytime two or more peregrination ships gather, they call it a Thing. These five ships here on Palace are holding a thing. But a small one like this is mostly just socializing, I think. Just a chance to be around their own kind. Every 500 days, though, they have a big gathering. That's the all thing. They pick a place, and every peregrination ship either shows up or they send a representative. There's more partying and such. They celebrate weddings, births, and adoptions. Uh, they do something called the reading of the dead. But importantly... This is when some of the captains get together and hash out any changes to their laws. Each change then goes to a vote of all the ships to be ratified. Any chance I could convince them to let me speak directly to the law changes? I don't think so. I've put in requests to go to the last four All Things and this next one just to observe, and never even got a no. Just radio silence. 
I think your best chance is to give the parameters of the deal to the captains here and let them pass it on. Oh, for God's sake, can I never escape this woman? Alicia, stunning as always. Imagine the coincidence running into you here, in the middle of nowhere, just as I'm about to conduct important business. Barum, you handsome old goat. Never would I have suspected you to be on the asteroid I had tracked you to specifically to put a stop to your plans. My dear, this is Tora Sanchez of Tycho University. I'm so pleased to finally get to meet you, Miss Sanchez. Your recent paper was fascinating. You actually read my- Tora, this is Elysia Stokes, the bulldog who hounds my every move and haunts my nightmares. For shame, Barum. Not your every move. You and your corporate masters are perfectly free to commit whatever banal evils you like, as long as you leave the outer worlds alone. But I'm pleased you're still dreaming about me. Ms. Stokes' organization runs a protection racket under the guise of representing Belter interests, Tora. She likes to fight off the competition. I know you're on his payroll, Mrs. Sanchez, but I'm sure you know better than to believe. Meeting's on. Now? Yeah. Mooring to be. Oof. That's not good. They're meeting with us. That's definitely good. No, it says here that two of the captains will be there. From the Look to the Stars and Find Hope, Captain Cal's daughter, and from the Brave the Darkness to Conquer it, Captain Amity's kin. (laughs) I feel I'm missing something. Lots, I suspect. Peregrination names work a little differently than ours. They're familial. So, for example, Captain Cal's daughter. Literally, that means she's the daughter of someone named Cal. She could just as easily use the name of her other parent or a cousin or uncle. Captain Amity's kin, though. Amity Archer was one of the first generation. Legendary. And Earth executed her. The warrants I was talking about earlier? As an old woman, she went back home to try to clear her name. Didn't go well. So this captain is a relative of hers? They're all relatives of hers. They call her Commodore Grandma. But if this captain is using the name Amity's kin, that's like introducing yourself as a son of Guy Fox. It's a political statement. I see. Oof, indeed. Oh, excellent. They've agreed to hear me out as well. Looks like we're in for a furious debate, Barum. I, for one, won't be keeping them waiting. See you in a bit, dear. The good news is that you only need to convince one of them. Get Cal's daughter on your side, and she can take it to the others. Well, that's a blessing. Any tips? They aren't interested in making friends. Don't center your argument on building a relationship or anything. Just make your case as to why this will benefit them. I can do that. And I really hope that it is obvious not to use any of the slang terms for their people. No parries, no grinners. Use the peregrination or your people. I've heard the term the family. Where does that fall? They call themselves that, but an outsider using that term will probably be seen as disingenuous. Don't be thrown if they use it, but steer clear yourself. Right. Straightforward enough. Here we are. Mooring to be. certainly appreciate your permitting me to take part in this meeting. I did hope that our people's long history would have precluded any- Do not speak as though we are allies, Miss Stokes. Taking this meeting with the both of you reflects our neutrality in matters between the inner and outer worlds. Greetings, Mr. Atara. Hello again, Miss Sanchez. Welcome. 
This is the free trader. Look to the stars and find hope. I am Etienne, Kyle's daughter, and it is my honor to call myself her captain. Etienne, uh, <clears throat> Captain Kyle's daughter? I didn't realize you had taken a command. Youngest in my people's history. Although, I'm not exactly sure if that's something to be proud of. This is Captain Ika Amityskin of the free trader Brave the Darkness to conquer it. Hello. Greetings to you all. I would like to start by thanking you for agreeing to meet with me on this matter. I am quite sure you will find my company's proposal worthy of consideration, in the very least. We shall see. Consideration, perhaps. But ultimately, your people are too wise to make a deal with the devil. Elysia! I'd rather you two didn't entirely spend this time sniping at one another, so the next one who does so gets booted from my ship. Understood? Understood. Of course. Although, may I confer with my colleague for a moment? Tora, it appears you may already know one of our dear peregrination captains. Yes, I do. Is there anything about your prior relationship that would help in our negotiations? Your negotiations, Mr. Adara. You hired me to brief you on the peregrination, and I have. I'm afraid I cannot speak further about Captain Cal's daughter. You are under contract. If you have useful info about- Contract or no, this subject is off limits. You can have back the money if it comes to it. All right, fine. Play nice through the meeting and I'll sign off on the payment. You're the boss. Thank you so much, captains, for indulging me on that small delay. Are we proceeding with a formal structure for this little three-way or is it a free-for-all? We'll hear from you first, Terran, and then from the Belter. Of course, although I would be remiss if I didn't point out that I hail from the rust-red hills of Mars, Captain, not Earth. Our apologies, Mr. Atara. Why don't you lay out your company's proposal for us? Gladly. I represent Vista Unlimited, the solar system's largest advanced technology and property development corporation. We have made discoveries in nearly every field of modern life cybernetics, pharmaceuticals, habitat design, 8-fac, ship guidance and propulsion. We even develop children's toys. As we have just finished our contract on the development of the Oculo Helios station, our attentions have moved to building a new research and manufacturing facility. The government of Callisto has successfully won a bid as location for that opportunity. In the eyes of the local government, the economy of Callisto hasn't seen a level of desired growth in the last few years. Obviously, a large influx of people and industry will be a welcome influence that will end up benefiting the entire Jovian system. Now, I'm sure you're asking how this involves the peregrination. We plan to break ground on the facility in four months, and would like to have construction complete 15 months after that. This is a large facility, capable of employing tens of thousands. It's basically a city unto itself. As your people are the preeminent freight haulers in the outer solar system, we would like to employ as many ships as would be willing to sign on. How many? Our timetable is, shall we say, accelerated, and there are gigatons of cargo to be hauled. Every peregrination ship that would like to sign up can be accommodated. We need all the freighters we can get our hands on to move construction material from Luna and Mars to Callisto. I'm sure Tora has informed you that such a job would be out of the question. Indeed she has. 
but also that the impediments to it could be changed in the near future. If the peregrination were willing, this is a lucrative deal. We are not concerned with your money. To be frank, I was going to offer you pretty standard rates in terms of actual money, although that is not insignificant and a steady income. I believe you will be more interested in the other perks we can provide. In transit security escorts for a start, to protect your ships and our cargo. Also, private secure moorings at both ends to protect your people's privacy, which I'm informed you guard very well. (laughs) You just want to keep the local populations happy by not having us mixing with them. At the Callisto end, disembarkation is free and clear for all who wish. I'm afraid the Martian and Lunar legal systems are a little more restrictive, but I'm sure visas could be made available in some number if you wish it. I think you'll be most tempted by what I can get you access to. While you are under contract with us, certain matters of export law can be, let's say, bypassed. We can get you access to top-of-the-line computers, entertainment, medical devices, cybernetics, fabbers, bioprinters, even pharmabots. But I think what you might find most enticing are these. Take a look here. Ships? They were intended to go to the Terran Navy, but some sort of procurement change means they never paid the bill. Now these four hulls are just sitting at the orbital yard at Luna waiting for someone to scoop them up. Not just ships. Warships. Nearly. No weapons have been installed. But they do have military spec reactors and armored hulls. They're big. Ika, look at that keel length. They were built for long-haul patrols with a crew of 1,200 each, spacious quarters and room for on-ship amenities. I literally could not think of a better opportunity for your people. And if you come work for us, they could be yours. As compelling as your arguments may be, I, for one, would love to hear from Miss Stokes. Thank you, Captain. We at the Saturnian Jovian Belt Association represent the interests of the Outer Worlds. But I don't ask that of you. You have your own to worry about. But ask yourself, why Vista Unlimited comes to you, instead of other freighters, ones without laws against the very work they ask? It's because no one will take this job. They know what it is. Corporate colonization of a sovereign state. Vista Unlimited pays lip service to respecting the local government. But they know, once they have control of every vital service, they'll pull the strings. They say they will help the local economy. But only by relocating tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of people. So how much of that new GDP goes into the pockets of locals? And how much is secreted into Vista Unlimited's off-planet bank accounts? They don't mean to build up Callisto. They mean to strip it of everything that makes it what it is. Elysia... You had your chance to speak. This is mine. Captain Amityskin, Captain Cal's daughter, I ask you not to help the subversion and downfall of one of our homes. The Outer Worlds and the Peregrination have been neighbors for decades. I know we have had our troubles, but you know better than any what callous cruelty the moneyed rulers of the inner planets are capable of. Are you ready to get into bed with the same people who turned your fleet out in the first place? The ones who declared the rescue fleet to be criminals? 
who condemned your people to die of thirst and starvation in the cold void. Does that honor the names of those who came before you? Could we be better allies to each other? Yes. Would you be better off throwing in with the people who already ruined half the solar system? I think you know well enough already. Well, I think we've heard enough. If you three wouldn't mind waiting here for a moment, Captain Amity Skin and I would like to confer. Of course. By all means. Quite the fiery soliloquy, Elysia. You have your weapons of war, Barum, and I have mine. No concern for the fact that Callisto's economy is actually failing. That by next year, the government won't be able to afford to keep the 8-vac running. And that the response from your fellow association members so far has been fuck all. We are fiercely independent people. The Callistans can solve their problems, and they will. And in doing so themselves, they will remain free. Miss Stokes, Mr. Atra, thank you for coming so far to meet with us today. Our pleasure, I'm sure. I'm afraid I do not have a definitive response for either of you. You have both convinced us of the gravity of this matter, and we will take it to the family at the All Thing. Would it be possible for me to- No, not in person. We will provide the recording of this meeting to all of the captains. If you have supplementary material, here is a calm dress you may send it to. I see. Well, thank you for the consideration. Likewise. Goodbye to the both of you. Elysia, would you like to join myself and Miss Sanchez for a drink? Actually, Tora, Captain Amityskin and I would like to hear your proposal now. Your proposal? Yes, thank you. What's this all about? Your presence is no longer required, Mr. Atra. Please, get off my ship. Now see here. Come along, Barum. I'll take you up on that offer of a drink. Did you already book a room, dear? I don't mind sharing if you want to spare yourself the trouble. Uh, oh, yes, of course. I must say, I'm a little shocked that- Tora, before you continue, I'd like you to explain the nature of our relationship to Captain Amityskin, please. Is that alright? This won't cause you any trouble? I think it probably will, but explain anyway. Nothing the Ulko could say will get you into that much trouble, Etienne. You say that... Captain Cal's daughter and I met six years ago at Greater Ganymede University. I was gathering data for my master's degree, and she was wondering if I understand the custom correctly. We became friendly, and naturally I asked her about your people. In my defense, you were very persistent and very cute. While she was adamant about not providing me with anything on the record, she did agree to act as a confidential source to verify other information's validity. I told her she could run things she heard about us past me, and I'd tell her if they were worth listening to, or if they were bullshit. Captain Cal's daughter's assistance was invaluable in helping me separate reliable information from all the rumor and speculation. But I have never recorded her as a source, named her in any of my notes, or used information she told me without finding another confirmable source to attribute it to. And why did you do all of this? Because Tora is the only person I've met outside the family who has been willing to throw out their own assumptions and actually try to see us as we are. 
And so, with this shattering revelation, now providing context, I take it you wish to grant her requests to bring her to the All Thing? What? Really? I am no longer your commanding officer, Etienne. If you wish to bring the Ulko, do it, and see what the other captains say when you do. I do not wish to bring Tora to the All Thing, Ika. I want you to. <laughs> and why, in the black void of space, would I do that? What do we gain by letting an outsider into our most sacred space? Perspective. Someone who is not of us will see what we are in a way we cannot see ourselves. We trade with the outsiders, we help them, but we don't let them get close. Every year we adopt- Not the same. They are not outsiders. Not really. When I wandered among the other worlds, I got to know the people. I would not trust any of them to fairly judge us save for this one. Tora Zanchez. And what she learns of us will include things we need to know, but cannot see. Miss Sanchez, what is your honest assessment of our people so far? Fascinating is the wrong word. Mysteries are fascinating. I find your people compelling. An all-too-human story. Defined so starkly by the trauma of your creation that you have internalized the effects of that trauma five generations later. You fear outsiders and feel superior to them, but something like one in six of you are adopted from outside. You jealously guard your privacy, even going so far as to turn off your ship transponders to hide your locations and numbers, but you respond to distress signals at a rate four times anyone else. I know you value the bonds of choice even more fervently than you do those of blood. You commit ferociously to your ships, to your people, to each other, in part because when you're adrift in space, you hold on to people as tightly as you want them to hold on back. I mean, not just all that. If you want to read my dissertation, I've got a copy of it on my terminal. No, thank you. I think I see what you mean, Etienne. But I still don't see why I must be the one to take her. Because you showed me best what it meant to be part of the family. And so, if there was anyone whom I would like to be the lens into our people, it should be you. You trust too much in my sentimentality, Captain. No, I think I've got you pegged exactly, Captain. Would you be able to leave immediately? I just left my bag with the hotel desk. I can grab that and leave whenever. Very well, Miss Sanchez. I suppose we can find you some quarters on the Brave. And if we are going to be longer companions, you may call me Captain Etiadskin. They're my cousin. Come on, let's start some introductions. That sounds great. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Breathing Space, Fading Frontier. This episode, The Next Big Thing, was written, directed, and edited by Scott Paladin. Torres Sanchez was voiced by Chris Allison. Barum Adara was voiced by Thomas Fleming. Etienne Cal's daughter was voiced by Christina McLean. Ika Amityskin was voiced by Rue Dickey. Elysia Stokes was voiced by Rebecca Krauss. 
with additional voice work by M. German and Ariel Click. Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Frotog with vocals by Jeremiah and lyrics by Scott Paladin. You can find more links to learn about our cast and crew in the show notes and more information about our show at our website, breathingspace.lawofnames.com. Breathing Space Fading Frontier is a Law of Names production.